Good morning and welcome to your favorite Friday morning podcast, Conversations with Buddy, brought to you by The Wreck, way more than a bowling alley. We give you the ability to connect each week with our guests because we believe people matter, you matter. We are grateful to all the listeners who take the time each week to hear the stories of our guests. Please help us grow the show by taking a moment right now and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and give us a review. Our purpose of this podcast is to impact the world one testimony at a time. This morning, I'm truly and excited and grateful to introduce you to my guest and friend, Trevor Alexander. Welcome, Trevor. Thank you, buddy. It's great to be here. Dude, it's awesome to have you here, man. Yeah. We, we've talked about this for a while. And, we have. And here we are. So It's my first ever podcast, so I'm excited. Were, were you fighting to be here or are you excited to be here? I'm actually really excited. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super excited. And you got the right shirt on today, so yes. today Beavers are playing Notre Dame. Go Beavs, that's right. Go Beavs. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. We'll talk about all the spreads and who's going to win. So, well, let me do a quick in, uh, introduction to you. Okay. Uh, but first of all, it is a new year. So this is a recording uh, the first Friday of the new year. Right on. Technically speaking, this is the Friday before, but that's okay. So, happy new year. 2024 is already here. I can't believe that. What a joy it is to be alive. Um, I feel grateful to be here with you this morning. Me too. And looking forward to 2024. We'll dive into 2023 because I want to hear some of those uh, maybe lessons you learned. <laughs> um, there's always lessons to be learned. That's, it's always fun to recap a year. So, Yeah. Well, cool. Let me introduce you and then it's going to be your show. All right. So first of all, you've been married to Maria for nine and a half years. Yep. You definitely married up there. She's a super nice I, lady. I did. You have two kids. Asher is five. Isla yep. is three. I don't know your kids that well. I mean, I've met yeah. them before, but it's been a little while. Mm -hmm. You graduated from Oregon State in 2016. Go Beavs. Go Uh You're born in Corvallis as well. Yep. Did you also go to like grade school, high school? Yep. All the way through? K through 12. Well... Sandy, I'm Christian, so got it. Adair Village, but yeah. For my, for whatever reason, my brain thinks you somehow lived in Albany for a, w a while. As yeah, well. well, no, I did. That's where that's actually where I grew up when I was a kid. I, we lived in Albany, but went to school there. Got so, it. Yeah, got it. Okay, you're a mortgage loan originator with Guild Mortgage. Yep. You're a follower of Jesus. Mm -hmm. You're a huge fan of Stick Figure. Yes. I think before you've had me listen to the the band. It's like, okay, Stick Figure, who's that? <laughs> They're kind of like a reggae band. Yeah. Really cool. What makes you like Stick Figure? What, what is it about them? Yeah. And, you know, I only, I think I probably only discovered them about three years ago. Um, they just, uh, they have that, they just make you feel a certain type of way. Um, and yeah, it's just super relaxing. Yeah. And uh, it just always puts you in a good mood. Uh, yeah, I'd say just their, their music is uplifting, I think is the, the so main when you're working, like cause you work out of your house, yeah. right? Sometimes. We, we, I mean, I go into the office, oh, you go in the office too, but yeah. Like, so do you jam to the music or do you have to be oh, yeah. silence? I kind of go back and forth. Like there's, there's times when I want to listen to music and then yeah. there's times when I just need to, you know, dial in and focus. So it yeah. kind of depends on my mood. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. One thing I had to hear is you're also a runner. I know that you. You do run, so tell me about that real quick, and then we'll dive into some deep questions. Yeah, so I was running, as you know, um, a lot more when we were in Bend. Um, when Since we moved back, I actually got into weights. So 
lifting. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really not running okay. anymore. I probably should, honestly. But part partly the reason I stopped too is um, it was starting to get pretty hard on my joints. Mm. I'm very inflexible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I just, but ne- yeah, I mean, so I still will. Yeah. Uh, but my main focus is lifting weights. Do you feel like you now. bulked up a little bit since you started lifting weights? I mean, oh, you yeah. look like you're. Yeah, I've, um, I think I've gained probably like 25 pounds. Of pure muscle. Hopefully pure muscle, maybe you, a little bit Does your excess. wife like that? Like, okay. Yeah, she sure. does. Yeah. Yeah. She likes seeing that, you know, I have some, uh, meat on the legs. <laughs> Got think. it. Dude, too cool, man. <laughs> too cool. Um, well, let's dive in and figure out kind of where your journey has led you to this point. Because okay. I've known you for what, the last four years, maybe? Yeah. May, give or take. Um, so there's a lot I don't know about you. So I'm going to learn mm-hmm. a lot about you today, which is what I, what I like about this podcast is mm-hmm. I get to interview people I do know, but I always learn something new. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I really love doing. I'm curious. So well, take us back to the very beginning. You're born, you were born in Corvallis. Yep. But you live, uh, you kind of lived in Albany, but went to, uh, anyway, continue. Yep. So born Good Samaritan Hospital in Corvallis. My mom was born there as well. I think my dad probably was too. Um, but yeah, so grew up in Albany, lived in Albany my entire childhood, uh, lived in two different houses, uh, went to Sanium Christian K through 12. So, and yeah, that's, uh, that's just north of Corvallis heading towards, uh, Monmouth, um, off of, off of the highway there in Adair village. Um, but yeah, so I have two, two older brothers. Um, one lives in Idaho right now. The other one lives around here. Uh, mom and dad are still together. Uh, so it's amazing. Yes. Major blessing. So yeah, they've been, let's see. My brother is turning 34. So they've been together for about 34 years now, I okay. think. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's a, a huge blessing. I mean, just having parents that were stayed together and yeah. still are, I realize is a, is a major blessing. Marriage is tough too. It is tough as I'm, I've, have learned and am yeah. learning. <laughs> we'll talk about that later in the yeah. show because I want to hear, you know, what are the battles with marriage and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so th- I mean that that's kind of my upbringing. So yeah, grew up in Albany. Um, you know, have lived here in the valley pretty much my whole life. We we moved to Bend, Central Oregon, for a couple years, but came back and now we're in Corvallis. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So, question: How'd you meet Maria? And, yeah. And and did you meet Maria before you met Jesse, or was Jesse a buddy of yours and he introduced you to? His I sister? met her before. Okay, so Jesse was an afterthought. So I, I will tell you that I met her when I was in high school, my junior year and her senior year, I went to a Crescent Valley cause that's where she went football game, but she doesn't remember that, but I remember her. I so, bet you do. <laughs> so, yeah, I do. Um, so we had, uh, we had similar friend groups, so we kind of knew of each other. Yeah. Uh, because I was, I was pretty good friends with her best friend's cousin. So yeah, there was just some, um, overlap there. Um, but technically if you exclude that one small time at that game, um, we didn't meet until my summer before college. Uh, I was 
perusing down Ninth Street, applying to, you know, just a bunch of, I needed a job. In so Corvallis. In, yeah, in Corvallis, Subway, McDonald's, you know, Starbucks, whatever, anything yeah. I could. Um, and then I walk into Togo's a sandwich shop uh, and she's there. And so I have my resume. Um, so it's like, hey, you know, like you're Maria, right? Like blah, 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 you know, so-and-so. Yeah. So that was technically... She'll tell you like that was our first meeting. Okay. Uh, when I went in there and but applied. you knew her name and. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so that was the first meeting. And then it was really weird. Like, cause we both went to OSU and uh, we just kept running into each other. Like, gosh, it was probably a good four times. And I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big campus. Yeah. Um, so it was just, yeah. Like, oh, Hey, how's it going? Like I'm seeing you again. Like, and then. I mean, I was pretty hooked right away. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, I'm pretty into her, <laughs> even though we've only like spoken a few sentences. Yeah. You, uh, you, and you know when you know, man. Yeah. You know when you know. And then, uh, but yeah, I mean, looking back, it's it's all a God thing. So then, but that when we really started hanging out is uh, uh, there is a college group called Real Life through mm -hmm. Calvary Chapel. Yeah. Um, so my friend invited me to go there and I said, sure, why not? Um, and I go there and see her there. And, uh, and I didn't know that she went there, but then, you know, she approached me. I think I got at that time, I got a fresh tattoo, my, my first yeah. tattoo. And she's like, oh, you got a tattoo. And was like, <laughs> were, were you shirtless? Cause you're, where's your tattoo? I know at? it's, it's top of my chest. So I think I was probably wearing like a V-neck. Remember yeah. when those things yeah, were yeah. in, I would never <laughs> I wear one now. I couldn't wear uh, Yeah. I never rock, sported a V-neck. Rocking just, a V-neck. Some people can, not me. Yeah. Okay. What's your tattoo of? It's if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm. Romans 831. Come on. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, she came up to me and, and at that point I was like, I'm really into this girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was already like, and you're, you're, you're not even a freshman in college yet. You're no. Says, yeah. Well, it summer. was, it was brand new that when I went into Togo's, it was a summer, but now college gotcha. now has you're started. In, now you're, so it's like it. a month or two. In. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, from there really, uh, it was just, I, I did as any brave young man would do. And I messaged her on Facebook. Of course she would. I acted interested in, uh, one of their, uh, retreats they were doing, um, just so I could talk to her. Yeah. I wasn't really interested yeah. in the retreat, but I was like, Hey, you know, what's this about? Like, are you going? Yeah. <laughs> and yes, I'm going. So now I'm going to go. Had you dated much before, like in high school and stuff? Yeah, that nothing. Yeah, I did. But like, you know, I wouldn't, it wasn't anything serious. I mean, I, I had maybe one more serious uh, relationship early on mm -hmm. um, that was a little bit on and off. But other than that, it was, uh, yeah, it, it they weren't serious dating Well, in reality- Isn't it a little hard to have a serious relationship when you're still in high school? Oh, 100%. I mean, our emotional- I think women are probably more emotionally ready for that than guys oh, are. I was We're, a total idiot. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm raising my <laughs> hand, by the way. Yeah, total idiot. But uh, but when you know, you know. Yeah, that's yep. so cool. Did you guys go to Calvary Chapel? Then? Is that where you guys went to church in Corvallis, or where did you guys go to church at when you were first quasi dating? Yeah, not at first. So we went to Grace City uh, for the first um, yeah maybe year or so year or two. And, and then, uh, we went to, we started going to Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when you messaged her through Facebook, that yeah. brave moment you had. I know. Uh, were you asking her out or how did that all begin? No, or? I wasn't asking her out. I was really just like, um, I acted interested in this retreat and then did want to find out if she was going yeah. because if she was going, then I wanted to go. Yeah. And then um, we ended up riding in the same car up there because we carpool. It was in uh, Sun River. Oh, okay. So we rode together and then- um, that, that was it right there. That was it. Yeah. I mean, it was like- major flirting going on and uh yeah it was, it was pretty much a done deal that yeah point. and that's the thing about when you're in that moment of you know you're pursuing a girl if you're going to hang around with a you know somebody of the opposite sex you're going to create a level of intimacy yes you are yeah and that's where it all began for you so did you guys begin dating after that weekend mm -hmm. yeah so we didn't um again my wise self i'm like just assuming we're dating like just together from that point um and i think that was probably for a couple weeks or possibly a month and she had to um after black friday shopping we went up to woodburn at like midnight just yeah. um and we got back and uh she being the communicator she is she's like you know because we're holding hands and stuff at that point and she's yeah. like hey you know so are we like, I like you and stuff. Are we like a thing? Are we, you know. <laughs> and you made the assumption. Like, I made what? the assumption. Yeah. We're just like, yeah, we're together now. And Come then, um, yeah. So, and I was like, okay, yeah. So will you officially be my girlfriend kind of thing after Ooh. that? <laughs> I like that she, in a way, called you out. She or did. Yeah. Made it official because perhaps some girls don't do that. Yeah. And then some guy just assumes that they're girlfriend, boyfriend, but there's really no commitment and it's just like oh, i think we're dating but yeah. we never really made it official she made it yep. official with you and what i didn't know at the time which i know now she was just telling me i mean she's told me before but we were talking about it the other day is that um she you know so she was really involved in um church and like really following god and she was close and so like her prayer like she knew her prayer was the next guy that she would date would be the one that she'd marry. So she was like, you probably had no idea what you're getting yourself into <laughs> because I, you know, I'm 18 and I'm like, I really like her, but I didn't realize that, you know, she was like, Hey, I'm going to marry this guy basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting when I raising two daughters, you know, as a dad of two daughters. Yeah. Um, I said, Hey girls in high school, really, there's no need to date. Yeah. However, if dating is something you decide you want to do, it has to be a guy you'd want to marry because otherwise, what's the point? Right. So I can remember when my uh, daughter Molly was, uh, there's this young guy named Parker. Mm -hmm. He's now her husband. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, I want to take her out to the, I don't know, the prom or whatever. I said, just so you're aware, her her glasses that she has on is she looks at you as somebody she would want to marry or mm -hmm. not. And so wow. before you decide you want to date my daughter, think about that. So- I like that Maria was really serious about this. Like yeah. this, she wasn't going to mess around. Yeah. And I think if a female isn't serious about that, guys, we don't get too serious. We could date for like 12 years and yeah. maybe may or may not get married, you know? Right. That's just how we roll. Yeah. So how long did you guys date before you got married or before you proposed? I'd love to hear maybe how that, that worked out. Yep. So we, let's see. So we dated for 
I, I think right about a year and then we were engaged for, I think like 10 months. So I think it was about two years. Um, or actually maybe we are dating a little bit more cause I started 2011. We got married in summer of 2014. So about two and a half years total dating and, um, engagement. Would you say that was a pretty good amount of time? I mean, were you ready to get married? Yeah, we are ready. And I still, I mean, we got married. We both still had uh, two years of college left. I was going to say, you're, okay, you're still in college. Yeah. You're not even 21 yet, no. probably. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I just turned 21 in February. We got married in July. So I was new and she's exactly one year older than me. Okay, yeah. So 21, 22, uh, we're still in college. And, uh, but no, I, I don't regret it. Um like you said, when you know, you know, and that was kind of my mindset at that time of, uh, there doesn't really seem any sense of prolonging it. Yeah. And of course I'm still kind of ignorant as far as like, I mean, we're not making any money and we're, you know, I'm just like, did okay on, had to take out some student loans, but yeah. not a whole lot. And so, you know, I wasn't really, there was a little bit of like, love blindness, I think too, Yeah, you know, we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves totally. into, it's great. But, I, but I still wouldn't change it because yeah. when you know, you know, and we learned a ton. I mean, the first, the first, uh, year was pretty hard. Honestly. Also. Um, it was hard for a number of reasons. One of them is, uh, we like never saw each other because my, like I was going to school during the day. And then, uh, you know, my, my job that I had was like, a a swing shift. So, you know, I'd, I'd be school and then working until 10 to midnight. And then, you know, she's, she started working, she was at Togo's and then she went to, um, coffee culture. So she's, we were just completely different schedules, mm. hardly saw each other. So I think that was a big part of it. Yeah. Um, expectations for me was a big point of contention. Just, um, you, you have these expectations when you go into marriage about what it will look like. Right. And it just wasn't those. So that it took some working through that, to um, to realize like, okay, Ooh. we need to like adjust these expectations. How's that working those expectations? Because I, I think I know what you were talking about, but mm -hmm. those expectations, and maybe if you're a, a guy, you're a mama's boy, uh, your mom cooked clean, did your laundry, mm -hmm. uh, whatever. She did. And uh, all that, then you're yeah. kind of expecting maybe your wife to do the same. Is that, oh, yeah. Is, was that yeah, what you're that saying? Was, yeah, that was part of it. Um, you know, you're, it's intimacy. It's, it's that. Um, yeah, it's really like you see, you, you see the vision that you saw growing up and kind of what you – a, a lot of like selfishly envision in your, totally. in your head, like as a man, like, okay, what a wife should be. And, um, and then, but with myself too, like, um, there was just so much immaturity, you know, like I just had not the right mindset <laughs> of like, oh, I need to really cherish this woman. It's like you, you do, but it's, it's a lot more than just like feeling it. It's, it's action and it's, uh, maturing and it's growing in emotional support. And, you know, my communication at that 
point was horrible. So like resentment built and it's just, it's just kind of a cluster yeah. of, of those things. But, you know, looking back, it's, uh, I feel like we had to, I am grateful cause it's like, at least we were able to work through that stuff early on. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we're still working through it. Like sure. we're nowhere near there. Um, but you know, the, the maturity process ha had to start early. Yeah. It's interesting. I, uh, I probably told the story before, but it's, it's to your point too. I had the same expectations as well, but I remember early on, we got married at 23. I had just turned 23. So kids are now getting married at 25 and 27 and yeah. 30. So 23 is pretty young. Yeah. But I remember, uh, this before I really came to know the Lord, but one Friday night, I was like, Hey, I'm going to go with my buddies. We're going to go party. And she's like, no, no, you're not. And so I had to have a come to Jesus meeting and, uh, it changed everything. That one time I can remember like 32 years ago. Wow. And, uh, but since you guys been married, you know, the nine and a half years, how have you matured? How's that worked out? What have you done to, I don't know, honor your wife? Hmm. The thing that I need to work on the most and that I have done some work, but it's an ongoing process is, a uh, emotional maturity. And, um, you know, the thing that she needs most is, uh, emotional connection and, uh, you know, feeling safe with someone and protected. And it's not just physical protection, it's, you know, emotional protection and, and stuff like that. So, um, so I'd say that that's probably, I've probably come the farthest with that. And like I said, there's still room to grow every day. And, uh, the other thing is communication. I just realized like how bad I was at communication. <laughs> I mean, our family dynamics are complete opposites as far as communication and, and how to handle conflict and stuff. So, uh, with the communication, it's conflict resolution, um, so that's been, we have improved a lot because at the beginning, yeah, it was, it was pretty rough. Hmm. Um, so yeah, communication, I've grown a lot. She's helped me grow a lot because she's always been a really excellent communicator and she's, um, the thing I had to learn too, as a man is that like emotions aren't bad, like, because you can't deny that you have them. Yeah. And so for me, it's, um, you got to learn how to like express those in the right way, you know? And so for me, it was like, oh, um, not showing anger and, and, uh, sadness or whatever, like that's a manly thing to do to just kind of like you know, keep everything inside, which yeah. I think a lot of men struggle with, but, um, but it just leaks out in too many places when yeah. you do that. So you have two older brothers. Yeah. It's funny. I, I don't know why I really, you've talked about that, but yeah. just, I've never met them. So it doesn't click for me, but I wonder if that has some influence on being the younger brother, you mm -hmm. know, quit your crying, shut up and I'll beat you up if you, whatever. <laughs> yeah. What we guys do a lot of fighting when you grow up? Well, I mean, you know, was it, me was and, it rough uh, and tough? 
Yeah, me and my older brother, we definitely got into it more than me and my middle brother. Uh, Kyle, middle brother, he was definitely more like the mediator. I was going to say the, the peacemaker is that peacemaker. middle child, which oh, is yeah. a difficult place to be. Yeah, he was 100% that. And so, you know, and I think me and my older brother was just pretty standard little brother, big brother relationship, you know, where he, you know, I was really small and just kind of like picking on, pick you, on me and his, Come yeah, on. his, you know, friends and, you, you know, they would pick on you and stuff and, um, some of them, not all of them, but yeah. So it was pretty, I would say standard brother relationship. Like we, we definitely weren't like, um, always fighting, but you know, we, there was a couple good fights that we had. <laughs> Dude, I love that. Uh, some, but yeah, I, I, to your point, I do think that that has something to do with it being, um, being the youngest, yeah. um, to, yeah. Well, marriage is interesting that God ordained marriage. Yeah. And for the specific reason to help us deal with our pride, <laughs> our egos. Yeah. It's the most humbling thing you'll ever do. You can't control marriage. You you have to love unconditionally, not conditionally, without expectation. It's hard to do. And uh, we'll spend a lifetime doing that. You'll never arrive. Would you say that one of the big reasons that God ordained marriage is to help sanctify us. Ooh, that's a really big word to set us apart for him. Yeah, I, I do. That's a, that's something really to, to think about what, what marriage does for us, not to us, but for us. Mm -hmm. Because really left alone us guys, you ever watch the movie called the blind? It's the patriarch of I the duck dynasty. And I haven't seen that. The patriarch, he's probably 80 something. The whole movie is came out this year. In fact, go watch The okay. Blind. The patriarch, the guy who he was married, and then he wants to kind of be his own guy. And you see the misery of a guy who's left alone to his own devices. Hmm. You know, we always say we say this cliche is behind every good man is a better woman. Do we actually really mean that? Yeah. Or do we just say that? Right. But do if we actually really meant it. Being married makes you a better man. It 100%. It's kind of like, you know, when people go out and collect rocks and they put them in these tumblers, mm -hmm. what they're doing in the tumblers, the tumblers uh, take out the rough edges of a rock and make it smooth. And so then you go buy a, a smooth rock, it's gone through a tumbler. Mm. That's what marriage is, 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 is getting the rough edges off your life. Yeah. Left alone, can't do that. So marriage, to your point, to sanctify. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a big word. I have to think about that one, pray about that one. Yeah. But yeah, marriage marriage has been interesting. Um, learning how to love my wife uh, mm -hmm. as Christ loved the church and really treat her with, with respect, with honor, with grace. It's tough to do. Yeah. And yeah, and there's no easy way. We all have challenges and problems. So walk me through when you and Maria decided to have kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to hear about that. Is there more kids on the way? Mm -hmm. And then, uh, well, maybe we'll talk about the journey over to Bend, what that would look like yeah. too. So yeah, continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, we both from as early as we started talking, you know, we knew we wanted kids. We didn't really settle on a number. Um, we knew we wanted at least w more than one. Um, so yeah, we, uh, when we first we actually did have a miscarriage first. Uh, it was really early on, but it was still really hard. It was emotional and sad. And, uh, you know, but so that was, that happened, let's see, 
How 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 long after marriage was that? That was maybe about three years in, and then um, you know, uh, not long after, um, you know, we we started trying again. Uh, she got pregnant pretty quick with Asher, and that was when. So we were hopping around a few different places, renting in Corvallis. And then, uh, we bought our first home after we graduated in Albany. Uh, so we were living in Albany at that time when she was pregnant with, uh, Asher and then Asher was born. And those were like, those were really awesome times with, with just him, you know, it was the all it's like, we'll always look back on those memories as very fond memories, uh, with just him and, and that house, um, so yeah, we had Asher and then, uh, you know, so they're Asher's five, Isla's three. So about two years apart, um, we had Isla also at that house. Um, so she was, she was born in September. We moved to Bend in April. So, you know, she's But you're about, 2021? So that was... That was 2020. Was it 2020? Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Yeah. That was 2020 because then we moved back towards the end of 2022. Got it. Yeah. So you there for almost two years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you'll know this story. I mean, I started in the mortgage industry 2018 yeah. and then was working with you at that time. Yeah. And then of course, COVID is going full force. We're all working from home and stuff. And that- it was actually for a few years. I mean, we both have lived here our whole lives. Our families are right next to us. We love our families. Um, but it just, uh, I have a, I have a very adventurous spirit. She does too. Um, so, I mean, we are praying for it for a while. And actually before I got into the mortgage industry, figuring out what to do, we were considering, we almost moved to Texas. Actually, I was thinking about getting into like ministry school. Wow! <laughs> so it was like, so the itch was there for a while to just move somewhere. And then, uh, yeah, it was almost like, Hey, you know, the kids are young. Like this would be the time to move. And, you know, it was almost a realization of like, just because you move somewhere doesn't mean you can't come back. That's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I asked you cause we were on the same team, like, Hey, yeah. uh, you know, would it be okay if I lived in Ben continued working? You said yes. And so it was sort of like, Hey, let's just do it. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Ben was nice because we of course loved it there, love visiting and it was still somewhat close by. So it just seemed like a pretty good, um, happy medium. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was super exciting. I like that first, I mean, really the whole time it was almost in a way it felt like a, uh, a giant vacation, not because like, <laughs> that's so cool. We are doing normal life. It wasn't like everything was perfect, but it was just, everything was so exciting, you know, and there's so new. much to do yeah. and brand new. So it was, uh, it was a great time. Um, and yeah, so we rented there first to just get the lay of the land and um, figure out like, okay, do we really want to buy a yeah. house? And um, so we rented for a while and then um, 
the opportunity came up for new construction and this was when rates were, you know, in the 2%. So payments were crazy low. And so we got pretty fortunate with, we bought a house on Southeastern part of town and um, yeah, I mean, it was good, but you know, it just came to, uh, we just felt like we were praying about it. And uh, ultimately we did want to be close to family and have that support. Um, and it wasn't like we ever disliked it here. Yeah. You know, like I said, it was just kind of the adventure piece and wanting to do something different. Hey, we did. We don't regret it. We yeah. met really great friends there. We still have good friends uh, from that. A lot of good came out of it, but you know, it was, um, it was a season Yeah. and now we're back. So, I think there's so much value getting away Yeah. like that. We lived in Central Oregon. We lived in Bend when we first got married. My family lived in Central Oregon as well, sometimes too close. Yeah. <laughs> so we moved uh, three hours away to Salem. Mm-hmm. And my wife's family lives in Coos Bay, so three hours that way. So we were perfectly three hours away. And that's what we needed. I think every marriage needs a moment where you get, where you only have you guys to, yeah. to work on. So what was your favorite restaurant in Bend? Wild Rose. Wild Rose. Come on. That's mine the too. The bomb. I it's, still miss it. Well, every time I go to Bend, Wild Rose. The best flavors I've probably ever had, to be honest. Like, it's just the, yeah, I mean, the depth of flavor at that restaurant is pretty amazing. Wild Rose. Yeah. It's literally. It's the bomb. It's unbelievable. But there's so many places there. It's yeah. it's a little bit overwhelming. I mean, and that was, you know, when we were there, it was like, it's, it's um you know, people are just always like going out yeah. and, and stuff. There's just so much to do. So different lifestyle. It for is. Sure. Yeah. What was your favorite activity to do in Bend? Uh, either on your own with your wife, with your kids. Was there like one favorite activity in, that you guys did? Yeah. Hiking for sure. I got really into hiking. Um, that's probably the thing I miss most. And I'm not talking, I'm not like a super intense hiker. I'm just like, you know, you go on a, intense walk basically yeah, yeah. but i loved it's just being outside is really it, it was pretty amazing like where we are at to be 30 minutes from the mountains mm-hmm. and you know the flexibility we have with work and stuff totally. i mean it was i literally um because i wanted to see how fast i could hike up south sister alone because yeah. i did it like four times that summer did you really three, three or four um, and I was like, man, I just want to go. Cause I've never been by myself. I'm like, I want to just see how fast I go. So I got up there at like five 30 AM or something like that. And then, um, you know, got back home at noon and, and still worked. You got to the mountain at five 30 AM. You yeah. hiked up, hiked back down, back home by noon. Yeah. And that, how, how it's like, I think I did it in like four and a half it's hours. It's like 11,000. It's, um, I think it's close to that. You start at like six or maybe five and a half. So you're ascending about five to 6,000, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, again, I'm not like a super intense avid hiker. I think it's a really hard hike. I mean, it's pretty steep, but for sure I miss the hiking the most, just having the access and not just that one. I mean, there's the no name lake hike, um, the, uh, I forget the one, the, the Tom MacArthur, Tam MacArthur rim hike. Um, you go to sisters and go yeah. west. So they're just all over there. So that's definitely something I miss. And then, yeah, as a family, like we're a little bit, I guess you could say boring for like, we just love 
going to different parks and walks and yeah. like that was our family thing i mean we we'd go on the deschutes river trail walk and that was just like the best to us yeah know? that's so. awesome i don't think it's boring at all i think it's fantastic just tells me you have your priorities right because you could be out by yourself hiking on your own fishing on your own mm -hmm. hunting on your own but you'd rather be with your family it sounds like mm -hmm. Okay, so you guys uh, there in Bend for a couple of years, you move back to the valley. Mm -hmm. um, so you have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, so any more kids? I mean, the audience wants to know. <laughs> we, for a while, it was pretty sealed that we're done with two. I was a little more like, I didn't need a third, but I was more open. But mm -hmm. Maria's like, no, I think two is good. But now I think the, the shift has happened where... Um, I think we do want a third. Really? Yeah. I think we, I that mean, it's so cool. Man. She's not pregnant or anything, but I think, uh, we have been talking that we would like a third, you know, nothing set in stone yet, but if, if we did, it would, you know, we'd probably start trying fairly soon yeah. so, that, so that there's not too big of a gap. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. What was the biggest lesson in 2023? as you look back and then what does 2024 look like for you? Who that's a personally, big one. professionally, family wise. I don't know. Just what's on your mind. That's a big question. It is a big question. It's a huge question. Oh, biggest lesson learned in 2023 business wise is, um, to be smarter about, I mean, our, our, uh, you know, we're, we're paid commission. So there's, there's good years and there's some really lean years. No. 2023 was a very lean year. So like, um, and that was the first one I experienced since being in it. So that, that's the big lesson I learned, um, is just, you know, not always expecting the worst, but being prepared, mm. you know, setting your lifestyle up to where, um, you know, you have enough savings and stuff to be okay if one of those come. Yeah. The economy does what it did. Um, that's a huge lesson. Another one is uh, I just um, how I realize I neglected my marriage and, and Maria a lot of uh, just, you know, not, not cherishing her as I should, and just really not prioritizing it as high. You kind of get in like that, um, you know, the hamster wheel of like you're working and now you've got kids and there's other family and it's just life happens. Where, Would you call it autopilot? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I okay. think that's a good way to put it. It's just autopilot where you're not like, you're not actively saying like, I'm not working on my marriage or, um, you know, not, uh, yeah, you're, you're just not, um, pursuing it and making it as a priority as you should, because the reality is like, if, if we don't have a solid marriage, then it affects everything mm -hmm. down the line. Yeah. You know, it makes me not as good of a, a person, not as good of a dad, not as good, of an employee of, you know, and so it just really affects everything. So, um, I think just prioritizing that number one 
and I say, I say number one, I mean, like to me, my mindset is my relationship with God is always number one. I mean, that's, that's just what I'm always going to, I mean, that yeah, that, that's a need. Um, and yeah. that, you know, but when, when you are actively, uh, seeking God and, you know, just like praying for your spouse, you know, that's going to change, change your marriage. So yeah, I'd say, and, you know, maybe a little bit, the kids got a little bit, I think they can get too much attention sometimes because, hmm. you know, if you're not, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, they, they need a really solid marriage too. They, I, need, they I, need to see that. Yeah. So I think that was, you know, maybe put on the back burner a little bit of like, oh, you know, yeah, I feel like I'm a great dad and, you know, but so yeah, that I'd say that's a, a major lesson I learned of just never, never, never getting passive with it, you know, just yeah. al always being intentional. I think sometimes that's where mm. I struggle is you're not um, necessarily doing anything wrong, but it's almost like the difference of, uh, you know, you have sins of commission and sins of omission kind yeah, of thing. Just yeah. that should be something that you're just always intentionally trying to work on. Yeah. I think as, as guys, I think we can be very passive. In fact, yeah. I'd rather not have to think emotionally, you know, right. and you use the word intentional, but in order to have a good marriage, going back to Maria, what she needs is to have that emotional connection, just like my wife does. And for me to be intentional, for you to be intentional, to feel safe, not just physically, but emotionally. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I, <clears throat> as I ask guys, I, cause I, I talk to a lot of guys and I was, Hey, what's your priorities? And oftentimes it's, Oh, it's my kids. And that's, that's fine. But then how does your wife feel about that? Yeah. And then where's your, where does God fit in this priority list? Is God part of your priority list? How's that working out for you? Mm -hmm. And then, but kids are eventually going to grow up and move away, which is where divorce oftentimes happens around your 20 to 30 is like you spend all this time with your kids, but you didn't develop that relationship with your wife. Mm -hmm. So, so that, that's a really one of my questions I want to ask you is a couple of things. Number one, how do you see your life in 50 years with Maria? <laughs> Cause this is vision. This is, because if you don't have a vision for 50 years, hey, marriage is hard. It's easy to go, you know what, kind of done. So how do you see your life in 50 years with Maria? What is the vision you want her to see and know without a doubt that you desire to love her unconditionally all the days of your life from the day you committed your life in marriage until Jesus calls you home? And how will you do that? Hmm, wow. The thing I love about Maria and I think that what makes us work is we're best friends, mm. you know, like we just enjoy spending time with each other. Like we're not, I know some couples, they seem to make it work where, um, they kind of do like separate things, you know, and, and we do some separate things. I mean, we of course have different interests, totally. but like overall, we just enjoy being with each other, being best friends. So in 50 years, yeah, it's really just like, um, just still being best friends, just doing, doing life. Mm. I mean, we'll probably live pretty simply. We do love to travel, but, um, just like being, 
with each other. Um, you know, we both would love to be near our kids. Hopefully yeah. if they would yeah. allow us follow to them gonna, go. We'd follow them, yeah. you know, uh, I could see us doing that. You know, I, I want to have that type of relationship where that would be okay. Um, but yeah, just like doing, doing simple things in life, uh, the simple joys and, uh, just being good friends, mm. um, I think is. <laughs> That's good, man. Well, you know, COVID at first seemed like, oh, this is weird, but I don't know about you, but I think it's a blessing. Yeah. Like you, I remember getting the phone call from you. Hey buddy, I'm thinking about moving to Ben. What do you think? I'm like, <laughs> dude, you should do it. But we can work from wherever we want to be. Yeah. And so fast forward, your kids are 25, 35, whatever. They're married. They, they live somewhere else. You can go visit them and yeah. work from wherever you're at or figure out how to get retired. Yeah. Figure out how to create a cash flow and, and retire. Here's a question for you when it, in just terms of your kids is what do you want your kids to know, appreciate, respect, and love about you as you imprint your character on their life? Because they're watching you. Kids yeah. won't listen necessarily, but they always watch you. So I'm curious, what's that look like for you? Yeah, like hard work is a really big thing to me. Just um, working hard at whatever you do, doing the hard things, um, respect, like respecting people is something I hold highly as well. Um, just being kind to others, mm. uh, a good marriage for sure. Um yeah, just like overall, um, how to love people. I mean, really, I, I think the end of the day, I want them to see me kind of exhibiting, uh, the traits and how Jesus wants us to live. So, yeah, I mean, if I can, and I know I'm not perfect, but if I can, uh, if I can show them and leave an imprint on me, at least trying to live a life like that, you know, I think that would be the goal. That'd be amazing, dude. Well, hey, we're going to wrap up here in just a moment. Let's talk about beavers real quick. <laughs> so real quick, I want to take you back a little bit. You actually went to college to be what? Nutrition and food service management degree. Or So yeah, it was a, it was nutrition with an option and food service management. Yeah. So I did a year at culinary school. I really love to cook. I still love to cook, but I, um, it was, it was, I got done with the prereqs and I just was scrolling through the degrees and had to pick something. And I'm just totally ignorant at that point. I'm not thinking about money or yeah, lifestyle yeah. or anything. I'm like, Oh, that looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so what'd you end up graduating with? That. So yeah, it was a bachelor of science in nutrition option okay. in food service management. So I was doing food service for like seven years. Actually, I got a job at OSU after I graduated and, um, just was the most horrible experience of it. I've probably ever, I was wow. in complete misery. And I'm just like, I know I always, it seems like I exaggerate it, but it truly was like, I was dying there. Like I had to get out. I had to do anything. Yeah. It was just like the most soul crushing thing. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, it, it paid off, you know, it was like two and a half years of just like praying and just like, I don't know what to do. And then, um, I was doing janitorial cleaning on the side, basically took over my dad's business. Cause he did that to help put us through San EM. Um, so he's been doing that forever. So I was like, Hey, can I basically, you know, take this over? So I was doing that and then finally got enough business to, um, supplement like what I would make throughout the summer at that job. And I held off cause the insurance was so good for Asher to be born on the insurance. Um, so I held off just long enough. And then on my paternity leave, I put my two weeks in mm -hmm. <laughs> and was just doing the, the cleaning, that janitorial stuff, got enough accounts, like I said, to get through the summer. But beyond that, it was like, okay, you know, we have a baby and I don't have this like stable job anymore. Yeah. Like it was, but Maria trusted me. Um, and then, um, you know, early August, I get the call from Greg Norlander who yeah, brought me yeah, into the mortgage yeah, industry. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, you know, I just like, there's this new position at guild. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> uh, you should think about applying. I know you're, you know, you, your dad's in finance and everything. So he just thought of me about it. What a blessing. Yeah. It, I mean, it was, yeah, it was all. Well, gone. that's the only way to get in the mortgage industry is to stumble because there's no degree in mortgageology. Tot it was totally stumbling. I mean, you, degree you, in nutrition and I'm doing mortgages. Yeah. 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 Commission based. So back to your love for the beavers. Yeah. Uh, you kind of bleed orange. I'm a huge beaver fan. Yeah. Yeah. So prediction on today's game uh, against Notre Dame. So Notre Dame is number 15, Oregon State's number 21. Yeah. What do you think? What's the, what's the final score? Because, and what, what are the, what's the spread right now? I think the spread is Notre Dame by six and a half. I'm going to say the beavers are going to win. You know, it's probably not going to be super high octane offense. Both teams are missing a lot of players. Um, you know, I'm going to say, I think the beeves are going to get it done. Um, tw I think it's going to be a close game. Tw 21 to 17. Let's say that. 21, 17. I like that. Yeah. Well, well, this time next week when it actually airs, we'll, we'll have already we'll, known the truth. We'll, but, see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. It, it'll be fun, but games kicks off here at what? 11 a.m. 11. Yeah. Yep. So excited for that. Yeah. Well, dude, uh, I love hanging out with you. I, I love you as a brother. I you love too. that you're a family man. That's really, really, really important. Uh, I love that you love your kids. Um, in my opinion, you um, you are a guy who has good character and integrity. So I like working with you, which is pretty cool. So I, I, I consider it a real joy just to know you, just so you know. Same. Thank yeah, you. I just, I, I, people love you and they trust you and, and uh, so how do we end this call or this uh, podcast? What, is there anything hmm. that you want to share, anything left in your thoughts uh, to end on a great note that would be important to share with our audience? Hmm. And maybe you left it all on the table. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've definitely got a lot of thoughts. Um, you could probably go a lot longer if, <laughs> if we really wanted to. I mean – yeah, there's just, there is a lot. It's, it's tough to kind of pinpoint anything. I would say, um, I think going on the journey to really get to know yourself is important. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people kind of go through life with not really knowing who they are or like, and what they even like. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, th I think that's like, 
probably, you know, outside of the, of getting to know God, I think that's probably the best thing that you could do mm. is really, um, you know, know who you are, know why you were created. Cause without hope and without any direction, you're kind of just, I mean, there's a lot of mental health issues out there. And I think that that would enhance it. So, and then, yeah, with that, like I, um, I've just realized how important health is like, that's one of the reasons, um, you know, I've been, I've gotten so into going to the gym and lifting weights is just, I've realized how important, like how much better of a person I am when I feel good and healthy and about, and good about myself. So like prior prioritizing your health, not just physical, but like your mental health, um, your spiritual health. And I think that looks different for people in, in you know, it, it can look different for, uh, people and how they do that. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just been simple. I mean, I actually, your podcast that you had, um, Jason on like in his James acronym, like I've literally implemented it. I've started journaling every day. I've started giving myself affirmations, uh, meditating. I've just been finding a 15 minute YouTube meditation and then, uh, exercising and then serving others. That's his, his, uh, so, I mean, I, I really think that that's, that's as important as it gets because like without health, we really can't do anything well, at least, Yeah. you know I mean? I just think it's like the most important thing, you know, if, if you're not healthy, you can't be who you're supposed to be. Yeah. About a year ago, my priorities were this. God's number one, my wife, my kids, my ministry, my health and finances and work. What I realized is that I had to change some things. God was number one. My health was number two because what my wife needs is a healthy husband. And in this industry that we're in, it can grind you to where you work, 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 and you aren't taking care of yourself. And so I, about a year ago, prioritized my health to be number two, change everything. Hmm. So I'm with you a thousand percent getting priorities right. Because when, when we're in the world that we live in, we're busy, busy, hmm. busy, busy. I would say your priorities will help shape you to be busy doing what's important. Right. So I think your message on, you know, God, and your health is really critically important. At least it has been for me. So I definitely second that. So. Yeah. Do you mind if I share just, uh, do we have time to Dude, share my, you, you keep going. my quick testimony? Man. I thought that that might come up. So I was come like, on. okay, I think I need a. Yeah, let's share it. So. Um, we got another hour to go. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was really immersed in Christianity from a young age. So I'm talking I obviously went to St. Am Christian yeah. K through 12, but grew up going to church and not just like Sunday morning church. I mean, I'm talking Sunday nights, Wednesday night life groups. We were a part of Bible Olympics and our team was the one to beat. Wow. I mean, we were, I knew all the stories. Um, and so, yeah, that that's kind of, and, and my parents are amazing. I mean, they, 
you know, they raised us that way for a reason with intentionalities yeah. that we, you know, they, I mean, my mom didn't even earn a paycheck until, gosh, I think we were like in high school. Her pay just went directly to our tuition. My dad worked two jobs so we could put us through San EM. Like they sacrificed a ton uh, to give us that life. Um, but anyways, you know, you just kind of, uh, you're just going through the motions and it's all just head knowledge. Um, but what I didn't realize at the time, I mean, you're still getting that stuff absorbed mm -hmm. in you. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, um, it was kind of like a, a half-hearted identity piece. Like, well, yeah, I'm, you know, I believe in God, I'm a Christian, but my life doesn't look any different. Um, and then, you know, even in high school, you know, high school, it's just like the focus is I did a lot of sports season to season. So it's sports, start getting interested in girls and drinking, you know, just, I guess, normal teenager stuff. Right. Um, but I remember even in high school, like getting that, um, sort of that feeling of like, man, I'm kind of a hypocrite. You know, like, or like my life doesn't really have direction. Like I'm having fun, but, um, like what, what am I standing for? Because I'm, I'm saying I'm standing for this, but my life doesn't look any different. I'm not really even sure what it should look like. I mean, I know what's right and wrong. Um, so yeah. Uh, and you know, also looking back, you, you realize that God has always been there, right? It's us that's not turning to him. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I think that's with every single person, no matter where we're at, it's like God is, he's there, he's directing you, he wants to know you. Um, and it's just a matter of, okay, do we surrender to that? Um, and then I remember there is a moment, I'll never forget it, my senior year, when I was walking to class, it was a beautiful spring day, you know, like the sun was coming out for the first time in like five months. Um, and I was just like, uh, it was a moment of like, wow, like I was just, um, like there was just so much joy and just looking at, it's like, wow, this, uh, life really is beautiful. And I think I was, I was coming to the end of like that chapter, right. Of your whole focus is just like sports and, and high school. And now you're like moving on, um, to the next chapter. But then, so I was probably thinking of like, well, how do I want to live? Like, what do I want my life to be? And then I just, that moment was just really stuck out because I didn't think a whole lot of it, but I just knew that like how it made me feel and that it was God. But not that I've, how I've experienced him before, because before it was just kind of like boring religion stuff, yeah. you know, nothing really exciting. Um, so that was, I think when my heart, when he got a hold of my heart and, um, you know, my life still kind of looked the same. You go into, uh, finish high school, the summer going into college. But then I also remember, um, one of our, the books they gave us for graduation was My Utmost for His Highest by Oswald Chambers. Chambers. And 
that book just like, it was like my eyes were open for the first time. Mm. I was reading that every day and then reading the scripture references in it. And I just became like, so my, my salvation story I'd say was really, um, just like a major hunger and thirst for like knowing about God, like a lot of just knowledge. Like I would just like listen to, this was later on, but just podcasts and sermons. Like, you know, I was working a summer painting job just all day and just Mm. like absorbing all this material. But uh, so yeah, that book was really the first book that impacted me in a big way. The next book was uh, Knowing God by J.I. Packer was another one. That, I was just thinking about that book. You are saying Knowing About God. I'm like, hey, I, I have a book for you, but yeah. you already know that, that one. That book is just like, I've, I've reread it so many times. Um, So yeah, like God really, so mine was really just kind of a gradual progression. I, I mean, some people I think have that light bulb moment and they're just instantly changed. Like for me, I don't think it was... I mean, I don't know what's going on in the spiritual realm, but I think that's for me, it was kind of a gradual Hmm. um, thing of just my heart becoming softer, my heart wanting to know about God. And then, uh, but yeah, again, my life hasn't really changed a whole lot. I'm still kind of doing the same stuff. And then uh, really I got, I would say I, I fully committed and gave my, gave my life over it was in college at the second retreat uh the the spring retreat my freshman year at uh, lake shasta where we went that's that's when i got baptized and really just like okay i'm you know i'm fully committed Hmm. um and maria of course helped my journey with that too because she you know when i when i met her i was uh i was still kind of like the bad kid almost, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm just kind of the rebellious, like, who is this guy? You know, he's just like, uh, but you know, and she was just further along. So she definitely helped that. But yeah, I mean, that, I, that's mainly what I wanted to, to share. And I guess like hopefully encourages people. And I know some people like didn't grow up with any of that. And I think, you know, they might have certain advantages, like we're all dealt different cards. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like, I feel like I was dealt a really good hand, honestly, yeah. like super loving, encouraging parents. They're still together. Like, you know, for, in a lot of ways, like I had an easy life, suburban <laughs> Christian school life. And like, that's just the reality. Yeah. And some people didn't have that. Um, But those people, you know, they, they probably learned important lessons that made them better now than I didn't learn. So, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's just kind of, uh, my progression there that I want. That's a great story. It's, it sounds like, you know, we we know that baptism doesn't save you. It's not part of the the salvation. No, no. But it does show the level of commitment. It's like a declaration. It's a declaration. You're publicly showing yourself to the world, like I'm in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're a hundred percent right. Yeah. You can, that you don't need to do that to be saved um, or anything like that. You know, it's uh, yeah. Like you said, it's, it's, I think, I think there's some obedience that goes along there because God calls us to, to be baptized, not a salvation thing, but to give our life fully committed, submerging to who he is and what he is for our life. 
I could tell you the same thing for my life as well. But uh, Trevor, it's a great story, great testimony. Thank you for just being completely open and transparent. You know, the good and the bad. You know, it's marriage and it's life and life isn't perfect. But we will keep fighting the good fight. And anyway, appreciate uh, this time. I'm looking forward to the Beaver game yeah, coming up here shortly. Me too. And uh, man, Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you all that listen each week. I hope you really get a lot out of this uh, podcast with Trevor. Uh, he, he just opens up and shares his heart. And so love your feedback. Uh, if you ever want to be on the podcast, you, th- you want to share your story, we'd love to have you. Thank you all for taking the time each week to be encouraged, challenged, and loved. Remember what Jesus said? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My hope and prayer is that you believe the words of Jesus. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.